Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What's on your face? Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Angeles. Angeles. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Wow, we are blowing through this year june i know the middle of june how how did this happen i feel like the world half the year is over days of our lives man it's it's all happening (laughs) (laughs) it's all happening it is it is the world continues um we went to malibu this morning to go on a hike and the beaches were packed shocking the world is just they need to go back to normal, I guess. I don't know. I was asking people, like, how many of you listening have quarantined slash stayed in isolation slash practiced social distancing perfectly since it was instated in your yeah. state? I feel like the percentage is low. Was it a poll? I did a poll on Twitter and it's still active right now, so I'm not sure what the results are, but... What is the definition of like perfect, like staying at home? Like you're only going out for essential things like grocery runs and prescriptions or like helping somebody elderly that needs something. Um, Or you're obviously like an essential worker or you're like going and taking walks around your neighborhood and parks and stuff, but wearing a mask and things like that. But at the same time, I know that some people are, they're doing these pods where after a certain amount of time, they're like, okay, now we're going to see if we can see other people, but like stay within that group of people. Right. I think a lot of families are doing that. Yep. Well, let's hope for the best. Doesn't look good right now, but who knows? Susan Miller, Susan Miller thinks that there might be a second wave, but we might be in the clear by January 2021. So well, I wanted to like chime in yesterday when she was like, something big is going to happen after the next eclipse. And I wanted to be like, does it have to do with the election? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Susan Miller was on my Instagram live on Friday and she was talking about the big eclipses that happened. So there was one June 5th, There's going to be another one, I think, June 21st, which is the summer solstice. And then there's a big one on July 4th. And she, guys, I'm not an astrologer. I don't know, like, all the stuff with the different planetary squarings and shit like that, okay? (laughs) But she said that the July 4th eclipse could affect something, like, within two months or something like that. And I'm like, okay, but two months from July is not the election. That's true. I don't know. It could be then. I thought it was wild what she was talking about, about like Princess Diana and not getting married on an eclipse. Oh, yeah. If you're planning, if you're planning on getting married, don't get married on an eclipse, apparently. I was like, oh, 
that's new information. She also told my friend Marina not to, well, this was after the fact, but my friend Marina got surgery, like really intense surgery two years ago or maybe a year, it was two years ago. And she had so many complications with her surgery. And when Susan asked her when her surgery was, and it was like literally on an eclipse. And so Susan was like, no, you don't get surgeries on eclipses. So I was like, when's the next eclipse? Next one is June 21st. Right. And then... And then July 4th. So we have like a bunch back to back. Guys, listen, we love astrology. We d- we don't necessarily understand it, but, but <laughs> we do know we're Capricorns and that's what we'll believe in. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, I'm like selective about it. So I'm Same. like anything that I am, that can cause any worry or that I can like prepare for, that's what I'm going to like listen to. And I'm like, okay. Not doing anything on these days that have the eclipses. Same. That's that's about the extent that I go. But she's <laughs> she's kooky Susan Miller. She was a lot of fun. Um, okay. So that was yeah. our news for the that. Week. That was our news. <laughs> believe or don't believe in astrology. That's our news. Um, okay, we're gonna get into what's, what's on, on your, your face? face it's been a while since we've done what's on your face it has been a while but we've got oh i'm excited for what you're going to talk about let's start with you okay so what's on my face i got sent the new beauty stat product mm. as you guys know don't worry this is not spawn con i don't spawn for beauty stat you should but i probably should at this point because i love them so much so Beauty Stat came out with an eye product. It's the Universal C Eye Perfector. It's $65. And before I go into it, I know what you're thinking. Kirby, you don't like eye creams. You have said that you don't necessarily, you don't believe in eye creams. But if you have been listening to this podcast, you might notice that I have become a little bit more amenable to eye creams. And they're starting to make it into my routine a little bit more regularly. And the reason being is I've been gravitating towards eye creams that have vitamin C in them. Which has been quite a trend lately. Totally. Kiehl's has one. Yeah. yeah. Who else? There's There's been a few. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I do see that trending right now. Which is like, I, it makes sense to me. Yeah, totally. And, and the reason why I loved the Beauty Stat, the original Perfector, was because of how it retexturized my skin. I felt like my skin was was brand new after using it. So especially with my under eye area where, you know, I don't get Botox in that area. I don't get filler in that area. If I did, I definitely haven't gotten it in months at this point. So I'm really looking for things to smooth out that under eye area and make it look a little bit more youthful. And so this product was created by Ron Robinson. If you don't know who he is, look him up. He's this amazing product developer. He worked with brands like Revlon and Lancome. And he decided to create Beauty Stat uh, because of this background in product development. So the Eye Perfector has 5% vitamin C, which I think is actually a good amount for your under eye. Like you don't want it to be too hardcore. Too strong. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's their formula, which has three different patents because of the way it's encapsulated. It's L-ascorbic acid, so, you know, a potent form of vitamin C. And similar to the original product, it has the little balls, like the little spheres of the texture. Yep. So it feels a little gritty, but then when you smooth it out, yep, smooth it out underneath your eye or on your face, that's what breaks open the product. So it doesn't oxidize, which is great. See, that's what I really love about their products. And I'm sure I'll really like this product too, is that it has a safe amount 
but it's the way that it's encapsulated, obviously it makes it more effective, but then it's also in some way good for like even those with sensitive skin who uh, experience irritation from high doses of vitamin C. Totally. I think it just, the way the the patented technology, as as they call it, works is, you know, there's only enough in there, but it's still a potent form, but it's not too much that it's aggravating your skin. So um, if you're worried like, oh, I've tried uh, the original product and it was like maybe too intense for your skin, you definitely don't have to worry about that with this. It does have, I think like, a, I think 5% is a good amount for the under eye by all yeah. means, but it's not too much. It also has CBD and hyaluronic acid. And again, listen, I complain about CBD nonstop being like this overused ingredient. But one thing that I will say is CBD is so moisturizing. It's a it's a, a ingredient that really does work to your benefit with moisturizing properties. Same for your hair. I mm-hmm. think CBD is great for your hair. So if you see mm-hmm. a product that has it, a shampoo and conditioner, use it for sure. Um, and it has the hyaluronic acid, obviously. It has 98% pure green tea extract. I think that also works well with the vitamin C to stop irritation, aggravating your skin and stuff. It's a very calming antioxidant ingredient. So it's great if you Mm -hmm. like to go for daily walks outside and need that antioxidant protection. And for me, I just like using it. I enjoy it. I take a little pump. That's all you need. Little pump. And then you just slide it under your under eye. It has a really nice cushion. I think it looks really pretty under makeup. I actually did my hair and makeup last week and it looked beautiful underneath. It has a little bit of like an iridescent glow to it. So Mm. unlike the original product, it just, you know, it looks like a, a cream serum almost with the little orange balls in it. This has like a like a purpley, pinky iridescence to it. So it's really pretty under the eye, which I feel like is probably light reflective. And it helps with fine lines, texture, and it says dark, dark circles, but guys, like you, I would need to see some clinical tests to prove that because I just truly don't think you can get rid of dark circles with uh, eye cream. Well, I'm excited for this. Also, if you look on their website, Beauty Stats website, you can get 25% off by using code GMA. I just found that today when I was searching. Uh, so I think it takes it from 65 to 50. How big is the bottle? It's 15 milliliters or 0.5 fluid ounces. So I feel like it's a, it's a standard size for an eye cream. Okay. Yeah. I'm like holding this bottle of nail serum and this is 0.45. So it's like about, yeah, that's a, that's a good size. Yeah. And you only need like one little pump of it. You're not supposed to go overboard. Okay. That's what's on my face. Sarah, what's What's on your scalp? Yeah. Ooh, good question. Okay. I um, Instagrammed this product recently and I have fallen in love with it. I am really big on shampoo and conditioners that smell good. (laughs) Obviously that work, um, but I have, my hair is pretty like easy to work with in terms of like formulas and stuff. I I have an oily scalp, but other than that, it's... um, it gets along with a lot of uh, shampoo and conditioner formulas, but scent is, you know, really important to me. Um, but I obviously uh, am looking for cleaner formulas and condition or cleaner formulations um, because I'm pregnant, but also because I hate the smell of like um, synthetic fragrances. I hate oh, okay. the smell of synthetic fragrances. So got this um, in that lovely package that you dropped off. I think that was the last time I saw you. How sad. Yeah, it was like 
it was it was when we were first starting to social distance and I had to like drop it on your little porch. It was from Adderton, uh, which is our dear friend Kelly Adderton's store. Uh, and she has this uh, just an amazing curation of the best beauty products. Um, and one of the products that she carries is this uh, Masami Makabu shampoo and conditioner. The first thing that caught my eye about the bottles was just the way that they looked. They're so beautiful, mm-hmm. like this beautiful green bottle. And I also love Japanese products. And so I was drawn to it because of that as well. But I, had, I, I like didn't use it for a while. And then I ran out of the shampoo and conditioner I was using, started using this and just absolutely fell in love with the way that it made my hair feel. So it is a low foam shampoo. So it's not going to like give you a lot of foam, which is fine, but then it still imparts like a beautiful scent. It smells, it's made of a bunch of botanicals, Japanese botanicals, and I think like actual water from Japan. And so it just smells so fresh and lovely. Um, So it says Mikabu is a part of the Japanese wakami seaweed plant, which is full of vitamins and nutrients. So it doesn't smell like seaweed, but it smells like just really clean. Like I, I, I keep saying like botanical, but that's kind of like what it smells like, like you're in a garden. But the way that it made my hair feel was just so soft and silky. And it, yeah, it made my hair really, really shiny too after I blow dried it. Um, But the thing that I think um, really, really made the product stand out was the fact that like I haven't been washing my hair a lot. And four days after washing my hair, it still smelled really, really good. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So and I kept just like grabbing my strands and like sniffing it. Do you ever do that when your hair (laughs) smells good? Uh, <laughs> no, not really. But <laughs> maybe I just do that. Is that I weird? Doing I'm, that. I'm just like really big on smelling my hair. You've got time. I, You've got time. I think it's also because now. I have so much of it now. It's because I haven't gotten a yes. haircut in so long, and it's like down to my boobs. Your hair is so long. Um, but yeah, the scent just lasted for f- like four or five days. Um, and as someone with a oily scalp, I didn't feel the need to have to wash it. Um, or use a bunch of dry shampoo. And I don't know why that is. Something in the formulation, maybe it is this, um, the apricot oil and the coconut oil balances it out. I'm not sure. It's supposed to be nourishing for the hair and the scalp, which I think that it achieved. And it is vegan, sulfate, and silicone free. So I used the shampoo and the conditioner. If I had to pick one, I would probably just pick the shampoo. It's not cheap. It's $38.00 for the shampoo and $38 for the conditioner, which is, it's a big investment. And the bottles aren't huge by any means, but a little goes a long way. It's just a really beautiful product. You'll have to try it. I know, I have them. And again, I have been, you know, testing out so many different shampoos and conditioners uh, while in Quar. So (laughs) I need to go ahead and, and get going on that for sure. Yeah. And I also feel like with shampoo and conditioner, you're less likely to open five different bottles and try it in, you know, your sh- your shower. Whereas like with moisturizers and like serums and stuff, you can just like lay it out in your vanity. So like I feel like I have to finish a bottle before I start a new one. Oh my God. Don't look at my shower then. It's like a... Oh really? Yeah, it's just like uh, an assortment <laughs> of all these different products right now. But I need to like get into that. I need to finish okay. at least one. That's my goal. Yeah. 
What are you using right now? Um, I'm using, so I always have a few staples. Like I have the big bottles of Oribe. Same. That's what I had just finished. Oh my God. How, how did you finish? I don't know how. Like I'm like desperately trying to get through these. This bottle, these bottles were from like my old apartment. Like it's been years. Yeah, they're t- I mean, I'm just trying to get through them before it, they expire basically because they're so great. So I'm using those. How long can you use shampoo for? I think like 24 months. Okay. Like from opening. That sounds right. They don't. They don't expect people to like just get sent tons of hair products to use on a regular basis. Oh, so yeah. Okay. Probably like- this main addicts article says shampoo and conditioner can actually expire, but it's generally good for two to three years once opened and three to four years unopened. Yeah. So I need to get working on this. You have some time. Stuff. But I've been using the CBD line from um, R&Co. I've mm-hmm. also been using the liquid pearl line from OGX. Which is like super affordable. Oh, I love OGX's shampoo and conditioners. You know, Patrick, when we first started dating and I was going through his medicine cabinet and like his shower when we like first started spending the night. And can I just lay out for you the products that he uses like to this day still? Because I think it's so cute. He always has the tea tree and mint products from OGX in his shower. He likes wow. the way he likes the way they make his scalp feel <laughs> when he uses them. What an advanced beauty man. No wonder you guys are meant to be. He's precious. He also is a stan for this Garnier Fructis hair pomade that Oh yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? about this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And apparently they might be discontinuing it and Amber Calore, her husband, like I guess somebody from Garnier found out he was obsessed too and sent him just a hu- huge box of them because they're about to stop making it, I guess. Oh, you need to get on that train. So I, whoever listens to, you know, this from Garnier, please help him out. So we should do we should do an episode with, with Matt and um, Patrick and yes. talk about like their he has beauty be- routines. Matt has become a bougie bitch as well. I but know. was nowhere near on the, the same level as Patrick when we started dating. Um, My little grooming man, <laughs> precious. Wait, I wanted to say something. Oh, have you been watching any of the new Queer Eye episodes? Sarah, I am not emotionally well enough to keep watching them. Oh, they're so, they're like the only thing that is like getting me through the weeks though right now. I, well, first of all, I was like laughing. So I'm like, oh, Jonathan Van Ness. We know that guy. Like, it was like <laughs> such a dork. And Anthony. And Anthony. Oh my God. Anthony. I, Anthony was not I, admittedly my favorite when I was first watching Queer Eye, but after meeting him, it's hard not to just be completely dazzled by him because he's so really he's so handsome. He I, totally he well. This, here's the thing: I feel like what makes him super endearing is that he is so handsome, but then he's like such a nerd. He's so goofy. Like you don't. Yeah. I I feel like the first season he was just like the hot guy. That yeah. like made guacamole. So you're like, what are you even contributing to this? But Wait, then, he's really like opened up. Yes. They like gave him more shine. So I feel like you you see his goofy personality. He's like very. But can we talk about Queer Eye for a second? Can Bobby yes. Burke get the justice he deserves? He is so <laughs> underrated. He's literally renovating entire <laughs> houses and like buying people vans for their mobile dog grooming. Oh my business. God, that episode killed me. I was sobbing. Um, yeah. The episode. No, he's so good at what he does. I want Bobby Burke to come and like just renovate my whole house. I know. Bobby seriously. is a Virgo. So oh. we, we love our fellow Earth signs. Um, well, the reason I brought it up was because there's, I don't know if you watched the one episode with the 
gentleman from the Jersey Shore. No, I haven't watched yet. Oh. <laughs> I haven't watched. So he's like a, a DJ, but he's like 37 and like single and has this, he bought this house, but he like lives in it with like a bunch of dudes and he wants a family anyways, blah, 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 blah. They opened up his like um, vanity, his bathroom, and he had like Sunday Riley in there. Which I was like so impressed. Was JBN like, oh, little baby, little baby beauty yeah. editor on the rise. <laughs> yeah. So cute. Well, they were all like smitten with him because he had like a really nice body. Oh, of course. Um, it was a good episode. It was really cute. My favorite episode it. so far, I've only watched, I think, three, but was of um, the dad that they got ready to give away his daughter when she get got oh my god I haven't watched that one yet I think I skipped it any any oh that's gonna tear oh, me anything apart. having to do with an old man like trying to get his life back like I am inconsolably crying I was they like fixed his teeth Sarah like and he he Aww. he said this he's like I'm actually he's like I'm so happy and I can actually smile now they fixed someone's teeth like some other episode too and it's just like ugh, they really are just the best it's like we need this show we need this I, and show, i also man. feel like it takes them so long to obviously film these episodes and i can just watch all of them in one day i know bless. and i'm like i need more i need more isn't it season four season five like they've already went through so many seasons already it's crazy yeah oh god so bless. now we just have to Here work I. our way through the cast we need to get like karamo oh my god and- tan Tanny, he's a U.S. citizen now. This is not Spawn Con for. I love that we have. I say this all the time. I'm like, it's not Spawn (laughs) because we're like glowing about (laughs) queer eye. Well, now we should talk about who we have on this episode today. This is such a good episode, guys. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. It's so good. The guest, our guest, she's Chef's Kiss. (sighs) She is like underrated, like Bobby Burke. She is so underrated. Working hard behind the scenes for so long yes and we we need to give her her uh, um, her moment to shine so yep it's time today we have dr simone xavier she is the founder of sigma beauty and you guys obviously you have to know who sigma beauty is they make all of these amazing makeup brushes you probably own at least one Um, But before Dr. Simone started Sigma Beauty, she had a, she got her PhD in molecular biology. She was the head of bacteriology laboratory at the College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Minnesota. So she was like a full on doctor and vet, you guys. Incredible. So just an innate like problem solver always like looking for solutions and to make things better for people. And one of those areas was makeup brushes. So she decided along with her husband to start Sigma Beauty. Um, Yeah. So they've made, you know, a ton of award-winning patented makeup brushes as well as cleaning products from the brush cleaning mat to the Sigma dry and shape tower. All their products Kirby and I love so much and we've been using for years. We are so thrilled to have her on the show today to share her story and to talk a little bit more about how often we should be cleaning our brushes and how to incorporate proper sanitation practices into our routines because obviously that is very, very, very important right now. So without further ado, Here's our episode with Dr. Simone. You are going to love her. 
Hi, Simone. We are so, so thrilled to have you on. Um, both Kirby and I are huge Sigma Beauty fans. We have so many questions to ask you, not just, you know, about makeup brushes and running a beauty business and a pandemic, but also because you have such an interesting background. <laughs> yes, it's my pleasure. Yes. <laughs> um, so before you launched Sigma, you received a PhD in infectious diseases, and you were the yes. head of bacteriology of the bacteriology laboratory at the College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of yep. Minnesota. Yes. Quite mm -hmm. the pivot. <laughs> So what led you to make such a huge career change? You know, I am a, a veterinarian. Um, then I invested time in a master's in pathology. And then I went into a PhD uh, for infectious diseases. And then I ran this laboratory at the University of Minnesota and had um, students. I was advising PhD students, master's students. I had uh, several uh, research projects and papers and was giving talks around the world uh, on control of infectious diseases. And it was me and my husband. My husband is an engineer and we used to go to Brazil every year. I've been in the U.S. for 20 years, but every year we will go back to Brazil and uh, friends and family would always uh, come back and ask us, can you bring me this lipstick? Can you bring me this brush? Can you bring me this t-shirt or can you know things that were not available in the Brazilian market 10 years ago and uh, at that time which is 11 years ago I still didn't have my son I have a son uh, it was just me and my husband so we were you know bringing these products and um, at some point we said you know there's such a demand in Brazil to have these products why don't we just open a website for the Brazilian market and they can go online and request what they want and instead of us you know getting to Christmas time and just bringing all these things to Brazil, we can just ship them as needed throughout the year, you know, without accumulating all this, this product. And, and that's what we did. We actually created this website, which was called sigmashopping.com, uh, more um, in order to, one, attend this demand, but also for us not to be carrying all these products all the time, you know. And once we did that, we started to see what was in demand in the Brazilian market. My husband is an engineer and um, he uh, at that time was working with painting tools for the walls, so brushes to paint the walls. As a coincidence, you know, one day someone ordered some brushes and he saw the makeup brushes and he was like, I can't believe, you know, this is what's being charged for these brushes because I can make them better, I can make them cheaper. So. So I said, well, so let's do them, you know. So he had the know-how of how to make the brushes. And I, as a researcher, went on the internet and started to literally study YouTube, you know. And I was not a makeup artist. I did not use makeup whatsoever, you know. So I went and I really studied. As I studied anything else on my research, so I started to, to watch all the gurus. And I was taking notes on everything that they were calling um, a holy grail, you know, they had the, the holy grail <laughs> brush for powder, the holy grail brush for eyeshadow. And I picked up everything that they defined as a holy grail and I put in one brush set. So it's, it's a very interesting how my background in applied research, because a lot of what I did was vaccine development, diagnostic test development, um, applied wow. research. 
moved into selecting a set of brushes that was solving a problem for a lot of clients that didn't know where to start, like myself, you know? So uh, I like to say that Sigma has been solution-driven since day one, because since that day, I was solving something that was difficult for me, which is to define which brush should I start with, you know? And from- That's half the battle. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? That was the success of the, the first set that we did. Because the brushes that we started with, they were not new brushes. They were brushes that other people thought were holy grails. My role into bringing a solution was to put them in a set. So that set had um, five face brushes, seven eye brushes, but they had everything you would ever need on a great price. So we did the sets. I had 500 sets in my basement. We opened a website at that time was sigmamakeup.com. And we, I sent a few of those sets to a few of the, or the YouTubers that I was watching because I thought they know much more about makeup than I do. You know? So uh, I want some feedback. And honestly, that's all I wanted. You have to remember, this is 11 years ago. This is not when companies were sending products for people to do reviews. I didn't even know that existed. You know. So I sent the brush sets to the influencers and I honestly just wrote an email saying, I am a veterinarian. I made these brushes and I, can you tell me, are they good? You know, do, do you like them? Uh, can you give me some feedback? And, and they, instead of answering me, what they did, they did videos about the brushes, you know. Which is amazing they, because yes, people pay for that now. <laughs> exactly. So I remember we had 500 sets in my basement and uh, we went to have dinner me and my husband and we come back and we sold out of the entire stock you know and i was like what happened and then i went on youtube and i saw that one of the girls made a video about it <laughs> and uh, and and sold out the entire stock from there we had to open a waiting list and immediately 2000 people entered the waiting list so immediately we recognize the power of YouTube, you know, the, the power of someone endorsing your product genuinely, you know, we didn't ask for it. Uh, she was just really amazed with the product and that definitely came across when she did the video. And, and that's how we started, you know, from there. And I was still waiting, um, still working at the university. So um, my husband and I, we stayed like that. Him, one year he left his job and, dedicated to the company i waited two years because i wanted to be able to afford the health insurance <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah we feel yeah. you on that no no doubt i have a question um how many brushes were in the set that you uh curate 12 12 12 wow brush. yeah yes. so it's really your whole brush wardrobe everything that you could need in yes. this initial set which yeah. is amazing um i i mm -hmm. I may have missed this because I was actually looking up the name of my favorite brush. I know what it looks like, but I always forget the name. Where did the name Sigma come from? That's another very good question because <laughs> I know it's a very different name for a makeup company. So after I graduated I uh, from my PhD, before being a professor at the university, I moved to Spain for one year and my husband went with me and while we were in Spain, he opened his own business, his consulting business, uh, you know, and the name that he gave for it was Sigma. 
because he is an engineer, he's really into math, you know, and Sigma is the sum of all. And that's what he wanted to offer, uh, you know, doing his consulting business, just a variety of uh, expertise that he had. And that, when we returned to the U.S., um, went into sigmashopping.com and sigmabeauty.com, you know, so that's where it came from. <laughs> I actually would love to know, you did mention that you said, and I love that you corrected yourself. You said, I sent them to YouTubers, not influencers, because influencers did not exist 11 years exactly. ago. Exactly. Yeah. Who were some of the YouTubers that you kind of attribute to getting the word out about Sigma? Are they still on the platform or have they kind of gone, gone on their own way? It's a YouTuber that I watch up to this date. I'm friends with her. She's great. It's Makeup by Tiffany D. And so Tiffany, you know, from day one, when I found her on YouTube, she has such an influence on me as a consumer. Anything she would put on, I would run and buy. You know? And without knowing, I was being, you know, led by that power, that influence that she had over me. But all these these terms and you know the strategy behind it, this was not a thing eleven years ago. This was all just natural behavior happening, you know, and because she was so good and she has such uh, influence on my um behavior and I thought she was the best artist I knew you know I sent the brush to her and it was Tiffany that made a video and I hope this video is still up on the internet and she didn't delete it because I mean to me it's the greatest video we've ever had that video was the one that put Sigma on the map so I'm curious when you you know started the company obviously like you were saying that people and makeup artists and youtubers were swearing by their holy grail brushes they're probably cost you know, so much money. What was the the makeup brush market like and what were people using? So at that time, uh, there were two companies that were making brushes at that time. One was Coastal Scents. I don't know if you guys are going to remember this. Oh. It's like, it was pretty, you know, hot at that time, Coastal Scents. I think they're, they're still in business today. But they were very, very prevalent on YouTube, Coastal Sands. They had palettes. They were, they were a little bit like Morphe brushes, you know, at that time. And then it was MAC brushes. 11 years ago, either for brushes or for makeup, it was MAC or nothing, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the MAC collections would come up and everybody would get them and review them, you know. Um, they would sell out so fast. Now today, you know, nowadays the competition is so large for brushes and makeup and, and it has diluted a lot of that power, you know, but it was Coastal Sands and Mac. It was the top of mind. Yeah. And, and, and this is the thing about Sigma, you know, Sarah and I talk about it on the pod that if you are looking for quality makeup brushes at an affordable price, Sig Sigma, there's nobody better um no <laughs> I, i've written a love letter um to the 4d hd precision precision brush <laughs> that brush yeah is amazing i have 10 of isn't them. it yes it really is <laughs> outstanding if you guys are looking for a brush for concealer blend under the eye like perfect your lip literally under like your eyelids oh my god i i could go on and on it's amazing <laughs> I think that the 4DHD brush and we have the 3DHD brush, we have the edge brush. There are, when, once we, we had those holy grails, I started to use those, those brushes, you know, 
and I was still working at the university and running the company at the same time. So I never had more than five minutes to do anything. Yeah. As I was putting my makeup on with the, the Holy Grail brushes, I started to see that I did not have to, the time for it, you know, because a foundation brush uh, that was a Holy Grail, for example, was a pedal brush and or a stippling mm-hmm. brush as well. So I would use those brushes and I'm like, I cannot believe that people like this. Because, you know, it's like, it's tricky. It takes forever. I don't have the time for this. And I prefer to use my hand to like have a smooth finish, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that moment for me, when I started to use makeup and I started to use what people were using, everybody was using the world, you know, I said, I can do better than this. And that's when Sigma, Sigma's identity really was born. Because the first brush that I, I have the 3D HD here, but the very first brush that I invented myself mm-hmm. was the F80, the flat Kabuki brush. Yeah. That's like my favorite brush of all time. Yes. So the flat Kabuki was born because I was frustrated with the, the stippling brush. I was frustrated with the paddling brush. And I, you know, I had better results with just the top of my fingers. So what I did was to do the size is the surface of my two fingers. The density is the density of my fingers, you know? And the size of the handle, I know it's very selfish, but it's the size that's comfortable on my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it works for us. It's fine. Yes. So that was the very first brush that I developed myself. Once we launched the F80, we changed the status quo, you know? And that became the Holy Grail. And if you go on YouTube uh, today and search Sigma F80 reviews, I think uh, there are like way over a million videos in the past 11 years. It's insane. That really solidified us as a brush company, you know, that brings solutions. Exactly. And and, and this is the thing, too, uh, about your brand. We obviously are fans, which is why we have <laughs> such, you know, glowing reviews of it. But you really pride yourself on the innovation and not just yes. with the brushes, but my first experience with Sigma was with the brush cleaners. And mm-hmm. if you guys listening are not familiar, I'm not talking about a liquid product that you clean your brushes with. I'm talking about the cleaning mat and I'm talking about yes. the cleaning glove. I remember when mm-hmm. the cleaning glove came out, I was mm-hmm. losing my ever loving mind. <laughs> and at the time I worked at Pop Sugar, my mm-hmm. my job was to find dupes for products like this and there wasn't one yes, there, there literally there was not a dupe to mm-hmm. replace yes. it with it was truly innovative so um can you talk about you know how you stay fresh and innovative especially with a market that's so saturated right now yeah so everything that i launch honestly every single thing solves a problem that either i see for myself or i watch a video and see someone complaining about something you know and I say, I can solve that problem. So it, the, the history of developing all these gadgets is very interesting because it's like one evolves from the other, you know? So I'll give you an example. The, the way that the very first one happened, I had a dirty brush like this, you know, a foundation brush. And I went to YouTube and I said, how do I clean my brush? So they would say, you mix olive oil with, you know, dish soap and you rotate on the palm of your hand. And I did that and it would not clean it, you know? (laughs) I want my brush to be white again. Yes. Plus your hand gets all like wrinkly and it's just such a mess. Yeah, it it just doesn't work. But that's what what people are doing. So I was doing that on my sink. And at that time we had something that was called the 
cleansing and polishing tool for the face. It was a rotating brush that we had. We don't have it anymore. But it had an attachment to it that I developed that was a silicone attachment that today is the same texture that's in the refined section of all the gadgets. So that was sitting on my sink and I looked at that silicone texture and I was, uh, as I was you know, trying to wash my hand, I looked at it and said, what if I rotate my brush on this silicone texture? As I did that, I'm not kidding, the brush cleaned in like a second. And I was like, I was so amazed, <laughs> oh my God. So that means, you know, um, silicone textures clean the brush much better, much faster is exactly what I was needing. So I went on the internet and I bought every single texture you can think of. Then I received them, I cut them in, in squares and I picked up a big tray and I glued all the textures on a tray. And then as a geek scientist that I am, I picked up a timer <laughs> and I started to pick up a bunch of dirty brushes and I was really like cleaning on each texture and timing to see which one cleaned the faster and the better, you know? So as I was studying those textures, it started to become obvious to me um, if I have a large brush, what kind of texture I need. If I have a small brush, what kind of texture I need. You know, the, uh, the movement of the hand, the placement on the gadget, everything just became super clear to me. <laughs> yeah. I was doing that. My husband passes by in the bathroom and he sees me with this tray and he says, don't people wash their brushes using their hands? Why don't you transfer all those textures into a globe and then you just enhance the function that it's natural to them? And I said, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. <laughs> so Genius. I picked up the textures <laughs> and I sold them as a globe and I constructed the very first globe. <laughs> I love Dr. Simone. You were, you were like, Oh, I'm just going to do it. Literally hands-on yeah. DIY. I, yeah, seriously. It's amazing. So you, you guys understand the, the, the product development that goes, you know, so we have all these products. I did the glove. I did, of course, I'm right-handed. I did it for my left hand so I could wash my brush on my hand. And when I launched, launched the very first glove, everybody that was not right-handed was complaining. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're like, oh, it doesn't work for me. I'm not right-handed, <laughs> exactly. So then we we created a second thumb on the globe. And that's the globe that we sell today. It has two thumbs. It's the 2X globe because we want it to be universal. So that globe is like massive. It's a big globe, right? And I was watching reviews on YouTube and someone picked up the globe and said, oh my God, this globe is so big on my hand. I'm going to put it on my sink and just, just wash my brush on my sink, you know, on the globe. I said, my God, I can do a, a mat, you know, mm. because if the brush, if the globe is too big for some people and they put it on the sink, I'm already going mm. with what they want to do. And, and then I created the mat. I picked up a, a place mat for, from my kitchen, you know, and I put it like in my sink, picked up a Sharpie, and open the water on my sink and start drawing, you know, where the water was hitting, uh, went around the drain, put it, you know, the contour of my sink. And that's how the mat was born. So it's very interesting because even if you put your, the mat on your sink and you open the water, you will see the water hits exactly 
on the rings section of it because that's what I marked with the Sharpie. <laughs> Genius. I, I actually am more of a, a matte girl. I don't know about you, Kirby. Are you a glove girl? I was a glove girl when I first got it, but then once I received the matte, I, I love that it suctions mm-hmm. to the actual sink and it stays in place. That's, you can like really yes. go at it. Yeah, really hard. you're really in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, so just out of curiosity, um, between, you know, the makeup brushes and the different cleaning products, what's like the best selling, maybe the make best selling makeup brush at Sigma and the best selling cleansing product? So the best selling makeup brush is definitely the F80. The F80 flat top Kabuki is, is still to this date is, is our absolute top selling brush. Um, I wanted just to highlight on the brush and I'll go over the other categories as well. But we've had a lot of time to work in the engineering of the brush itself as well, which puts Sigma in such a like different category from any other brush company because a regular brush, it's built with a wood handle and a ferrule that's glued, you know, into the handle. And the most frequent complaint that we would have or I would hear from other brands as well is that people are not that careful when they wash their brushes and they wet the ferrule and the the handle and it comes apart, right? It breaks the glue. So my husband, Rene, on his engineering, he developed this lock system. So our brushes today, they're threaded into, you know, the handle is threaded into the ferrule, which is independent of glue. So we don't use glue anymore. And our handle is a resin, it's not wood. So the entire brush is waterproof. Which is great. Yeah, so I wanted to touch on that because um, if, if anyone that's listening has an F80 from 10 years ago, which they might, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wanted to highlight that today, it's gonna last like a hundred years. You know? Wow! <laughs> Still have because it. yeah, yes, truly. we we brought the science even to the how the brushes are made. From uh, the gadget category, the Express Matte is our top selling skew. Um, the first one that I developed is the large matte because my sink was really large again. <laughs> Everything to my <laughs> taste, right? And then as as people in college and you know small apartments start just to to you know, show that the mat didn't fit their sink. I made one that was half the size and it was a better price. So, and it works perfectly, you know. So the Express Mat is our top selling gadget. Then um, for cleansing solutions, the liquid um, Sigmagic brush shampoo is our top selling SKU. Have all those things, love all those things. Okay, so we're in strange times, we know this, and it's probably an even more interesting time for you having had experience in infectious diseases. So how do you think that the pandemic has or will affect the beauty industry? Yes, definitely. I mean, there are so many changes that are happening already. You know, um, I think there is uh, an awareness of the importance of cleaning your tools and your makeup, you know, and uh, sanitation that's important, not only on your own routine at home, but now, you know, as stores start to reopen, Sephora, Ulta, they have placed so many um, guidelines that um, go towards being clean. I I want you to reinforce, you know, and I really hope um, we every year we do a campaign just for that, you know, just for cleaning your brushes and trying to educate on the importance of cleaning our brushes. And honestly, it's not even 
to sell the product because I, I work with infectious diseases, you know, I know how important this is. Uh, it's important for everybody to know that in your face, you have a flora, you have a lot of bacteria and, you know, organisms that are living naturally in your face and in your nasal cavities as well, which is important because in the nasal cavities, we have Staphylococcus aureus, which is staph, people call it staph, staph infection. And some people are carriers naturally, they don't get sick, but they're carriers of uh, a variety that can cause, you know, a lot of trouble and breakouts on the skin. So while the, the, the bacteria is inside your nose or, you know, in your nasal cavities, okay, but once you pick up your foundation brush and you carry that bacteria throughout your face, I've heard so many cases of people that get breakouts, you know, in this area because of that. So uh, it's so important. And, you know, if you're a makeup artist, that's even more important because two different people will have two different bacterial flora. You cannot mix those up. But even on yourself, I've had breakouts from dirty brushes when I just don't want to wash them. And I, and I never do that again because I start to get breakouts because of that, you know, just carrying bacteria from areas they shouldn't be in your own face. Exactly. I mean, you're the best person to talk about cleanliness when it comes <laughs> to makeup brushes. You know, I'm, I'm feeling yeah. a little guilty that I haven't yes. washed my makeup brushes in a, a couple of weeks. So I need to get on that ASAP. <laughs> I know. I'm, it is, it is important. I have experienced breakouts. I have an employee that experienced breakouts by staff because she was a carrier, you know, and she told me that. Um, so when we developed our brush cleanser, which is the Sigmagic uh, cleanser, which is super natural, you know, it just have palm oil and coconut oil in water. That's all it has. Um, I did a lot of research and I even sent to Sarah a lot of um, articles showing that coconut oil is antimicrobial. So just the coconut oil by itself is going to kill everything that's in that brush. We even did lab tests to prove that that was the case, you know. So I'm very um, happy with the, the formulation which we have, which is natural, and it has the coconut oil. It is antimicrobial. So I always recommend to clean your brushes at least once a week. You know, it's what I do on Sundays, for example. You know, I put on YouTube, I watch reviews of, of my own products <laughs> and, and I wash my brush. And with the gadgets, I mean, it's like, it's not that bad. It's fine. Yeah. And they're so clean afterwards. I love it. You know, we were talking about this before we started recording, but obviously the pandemic has really affected the way that beauty lovers and makeup artists are... Um, you know, handling their makeup and their tools. And obviously everyone's taking more precautions um, with their practices. Uh, in addition to, you know, cleaning your makeup brushes regularly, are there any other tips or advice that you might have um, for how we can maybe keep our routines more sanitized or? Yes, I think, you know, the easiest and, and the easiest solution that I can uh, present to anyone that is listening and that I know that they will have this at home is to do this 70% alcohol solution as a disinfectant solution that you can use on your brushes right after each use. Um, it's super easy to do. You pick up uh, absolute alcohol or 99% alcohol. Uh, you pick up uh, 350 ml 
of absolute alcohol and you mix with 150 ml of water and that will give you a 70% solution. And just as an interesting fact, why we dilute it down to 70% to make it more effective, the 100% alcohol or absolute alcohol is so drying and so you know, there's no water. So you add water into the solution to allow the alcohol to penetrate the organism and kill it. Um, I, I think this is important to let people know because sometimes they think more is better. You know, if I have my absolute alcohol, 100% is going to be better. And it's not. The 70% is where it needs to be. And I recommend having uh, that solution in a little spray bottle by your makeup area, you know, little cloth by the side. And as you finish your makeup, you just spray that alcohol solution and clean it on a cloth and you're good for the next time. You know, that's going to avoid that the bacteria that you picked up on your skin is not sitting on those brushes, not sitting on uh, cream or liquid solutions, you know, giving the opportunity to grow and infect your skin again. So you're suggesting that we make these little concoctions at home? Yes. Yeah. That's super easy. It's what, you know, throughout the entire pandemic that I have so many uh, spray bottles around my house that I made from the 100% alcohol. I diluted to 70% and that's the only disinfect that I need. So I use it on my, the bottom of my shoes when I come in. I use it on packages when they come from the mail, you know, uh, on groceries when they come, on my hands. It's all you need, really. Uh, the 70% alcohol solution is all we needed to disinfect my bacteriology lab, you know. <laughs> we now want, this, this whole interview has been about your personal preferences. That's why you created Sigma. <laughs> yes. But... Uh, I want to know what is your favorite or most preferred way to wash your brushes uh, with with Sigma products? What, like, what is your go-to? I that's a, such a difficult question for me because I have all of them by my sink. You know why? Because I do a lot of TikTok videos, <laughs> <laughs> and I really I I see the beauty on all of them. It's like. I think the most practical one, if I have to go on being practical and having my hands free is, is a mat, you know? So either the, the larger mat or the express mat, because that gives me the freedom to have my hands. Interestingly enough, some people do prefer to wash on their hands, you know? So they prefer the glove. And the glove, uh, it has, uh, you know, it, it's so innate on how it works because, the textures on each section goes with exactly what you're doing. You, you wash on the palm, you rinse on your fingers, you know, and we added like a comb in between the, the thumb <laughs> and this area here where you can press the water out and then you can shape the bristles. I've, ha I've heard people saying that that's why they use the globe, you know, because of that section. So, so ring it out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To, take the, out, the water out and just shape it back. But my, on, a, on a day that I'm busy and I you know, don't want too much trouble, I think I go with Express Matte. Um, I like the, the liquid Sigmagic for general foundation and eyeshadow. When it comes to, I use, I live in Florida, so uh, there's a lot of sun and I get a lot of melasma you know, from the sun. So I need to use a lot of products with SPF. Uh, if I'm using a tinted moisturizer with SPF, that does not come off. I mean, it's so hard. 
And on that case, we have the scrub, which is the solid soap with the texture. And it's more concentrated than the liquid. And that's the only thing that cleans my SPF products from my brush. So depending on the brush, depending on how fast I want to do it, but in terms of um, formulations as well, um, if it's SPF, the scrub, which is a solid brush, uh, soap, and if it's just a regular brush, it's the liquid. I love that tip because I feel like I, I don't realize that, you know, some brushes are harder to clean because of mm -hmm. certain formulas that I'm using. But yes. now it's occurring to me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <why>. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's really hard to clean SPF products or concealers as well. Okay, so we have more questions um, about your preferences and we're going to make you pick this is like talking about your favorite children. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you ob Sigma obviously has... Uh, how many brushes do you guys carry? We have over 100 for sure. Yes. W well over 100. Yeah. We have 300 different skills in general for every category. Um, 100 are really brushes. Okay. So if you had to pick three out <laughs> of the 100 brushes... 100 plus brushes okay. that you think everyone should absolutely have in their kit. Maybe, you know, there's a lot of people who are new to Sigma, let's say. What would you pick and why? I would pick up the F80 for foundation. Um, then I would pick up the F40, which is an angled um, fluffy brush. Because with the F40, you can make your powder, overall powder, you can do blush, you can do contouring, you can do highlights, you know. So you do the foundation with the F80, you do all the powder work with the F40, and then I would have the E25 eye brush because it allows you to apply and blend the eyeshadow. I mean, you could be set with these three brushes, really. You can do everything. My personal favorite wasn't included, but you should also still pick up the 40 HD. I, I, I like, just listen yes. to me, people. It is one of yes. the best brushes in the entire world. I stand so hardcore for it. I'm so glad. Why, why did you create that brush? Can you tell me? Like, were you like, the yes. way that it looks, it looks like a little pyramid on top of a very thin brush. And like ergonomically, it just feels so much better when you use it. Exactly. And actually, you know, as I was naming my favorites here, and it's always my thought process it's me traveling you know and what i like the minimum i can take with me and now that you talk about the for dhd precision i did not include anything for concealer you know and and that's why i developed that one because uh there is a lot of uh finger work that you do uh, around your eyes try to put your concealer you know and that brush it has the density of your fingers but it has so much more precision than your round finger because of the pyramid shape. And you can really get, you know, in your inner corner around your eyes and just apply your concealer perfectly. So it could definitely be part of my kit. <laughs> exactly. And I, I mean, I use, like you said, it, it is a precision brush. It's in the name and I yes. use it to spot, uh, you know, conceal certain areas too. If I want yep. a very minimal, natural looking face it's one of the best i just it's chef's kiss Mwah. it's awesome <laughs> i was just gonna say that is by far our most precise brush i'm all about details okay so 
Well, I was just going to say, too, it's like you don't feel like you need a brush like that until you try it. And then you're like, oh, my God, where was this my whole life? Oh, my gosh. Yes, Sarah, you're so right. When I got sent that brush, I was like, what the heck is this? Like, how is this even going to work? It, it looks it doesn't look like any other brush out there, you know? So what I remember being like, okay, what's this all about? And then obviously fell in love. So this is exactly how I like to develop products, you know, and I, I have evolved from um, having a very methodical way of developing brushes to just creating very different shapes and let people play with it, you know, and, and, and then the clients bring all the functions back to us, functions that we, did, we didn't even think about, you know, and that happens so many times. It's about to happen again as I develop this uh, soft blend mm -hmm. uh, kit. I don't know if you guys received this one. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am so excited about this because these were brushes that I'm going to be completely honest. I was inspired by art brushes. I feel like a lot of professional makeup artists that we talk to, they still have like in their makeup brush kit, like uh, one or two professional like art, art brushes. Brush. Yes. Because, I mean, there is no difference between painting a painting and painting a face or painting a sculpture, you know. Everything is art. So um, I created this set. It's basically the same shape, you know. It's this domed, uh, fluffy blending brush, but in, in several different sizes. So it goes from something that you can do details on your eyes to something that you can apply blush on your face, you know but it's the same shape. And my thought process behind this is that as I look at these brushes, I see blush, I see highlight, I see contouring, I see detail work, I see you know, a crease work, and I cannot wait. And I did not on purpose name these brushes any function. You know, I just gave them a number and I want to re release them and just let people play with it. <laughs> Because I know, I love that. Yeah, I know they're gonna have a lot of fun with it. You know, I want people to become artists as they pick up this set. Exactly, I was gonna say it's it's very much um, an artistic approach. Exactly. Give it to the people and let them create what they want to create using them. I love that. No rules. And that is the very first time that I don't assign a function. You know, I mean, I say soft blend, um, but. I, that's it because they are blending it brushes you know and but you can blend so many different things so many different areas you know with them before that uh because i'm a teacher you know i was a professor and teaching is always in my mind and i always want people to you know have everything so much solved for them that i put a name on everything you know this is a foundation brush this is a powder brush this is a blush brush you know but this is the very first time that I, I let loose. I said, I'm just gonna let people play. <laughs> Dr. Simone, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, we love your story. We love uh, what you're all about. And we hope in the future, we can actually meet in real life. Um, yes. Share coffee or drink or something and pick your <laughs> fabulous genius brain. Um, and you're, you're yeah, come to LA when you can. Yes, and you're I will. welcome on the show anytime. We would love to have you back just to talk about all the amazing innovations <laughs> you're creating. Um, where, Me too. Where can people find you? You said that you like to make TikTok videos, but where can people find you online? <laughs> yeah, so the company itself is Sigma Beauty uh, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and everything. Um, my personal Instagram is Simone, S-I-M-O-N-E dot o dot 
Xavier, which is X-A-V-I-E-R. I'm sorry, it's so complicated, but I'm Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. No, it's a beautiful name. We'll find you. And we'll include it in our socials too to make sure people find you. Good. And that's my TikTok too, because Simone O. Xavier. <laughs> I can't wait to watch these TikToks. Um, thank you again, Dr. Simone, and thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Los Angeles. If you like us, please find us on Apple Podcasts, review us, and rate us five stars. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Los Angeles Pod, and on Facebook, look up our Facebook group and join. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.